Hey friends, welcome to another episode of Humble Yoke. This is Brittany and I'm the host of this podcast. If this is your first time here, I'm thrilled to have you and really look forward to our time together. Today we're going to talk about um, the Enneagram a little bit more. We've been going through this journey quite slowly, but we have two more, well three more numbers, I'm so sorry, we have three more numbers to talk about. So today we're going to talk about the seven, then we have the eight, and then we have the nine. Um, The seven that we'll talk about today is known as the enthusiast. Um, These folks are like the the confetti poppers of the Enneagram. They are just, they're so much fun. Um, They add light to the world and all things fun to our lives. And we're going to unpack the basics of this number. I'll be speaking um, with some information from Sarah Jane Case's book, The Honest Enneagram, a little bit from the Enneagram Institute, and then um, just from my own experience, kind of being hooked to the number seven. Um, You can also check out many other resources. (laughs) There are so many resources out there about the Enneagram. But Sarah Jane Case has a podcast called Enneagram and Coffee. Um, And there are so many others out there. I mean, Suzanne Stabile has one. Um, There are so many out there. I'm subscribed to like 500 of them. But anyway, if you want to know more about the Enneagram, I invite you to check out these resources and also listen to the previous episodes of Humble Yoke covering the last six numbers. Um, And I told you a little bit about it, but if you have never heard of the Enneagram, this is a tool that helps to measure a part of your personality that just never changes. It's not like Myers-Briggs or the DISC assessment or all those other ones out there. Um, This is something that never changes in you. Um, The Enneagram consists of nine unique personality types and it's one of the most effective tools I have ever used. Its intent is to showcase what is actually dominant. Like I said, it never changes. This is who you are to the core. But I've often heard the lifelong question of the Enneagram is if it's affected by nature or nurture, but the origins of Enneagram are ancient and nobody knows where it came from. (laughs) So um, that's a little bit about the Enneagram, a little bit about the resources we'll be using. Um, And I definitely, like I said, I invite you to check this out on your own. Um, You're going to find so much more about this if you just do the discovery of yourself by yourself. So without further ado, let's get started with today's episode on the Enneagram 7, The Enthusiast. Hey guys, just popping in here really quick to tell you about one of our sponsors, Anchor Podcasting. That's right, this is exactly what I am using to record this podcast, so let me tell you a little bit about it. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's totally free, and there's even creation tools within it that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. It is super convenient, and it is super user-friendly. Anchor will also distribute the podcast for you. If you've ever done research on this, it can be really complicated to get it out there and produce it all by yourself. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcasts from. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. 
and that is also very unheard of. It can be really hard to attract some sponsors. It's everything you need to make a podcast, and it's all in one place. Download your free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks, guys. Back to the show. All right, friends, today we are unpacking the Enneagram 7, also known as the Enthusiast. This number on the Enneagram is kind of magical, in my opinion. They're optimistic, versatile, playful, and so many other amazing things. They are very adventurous, and they are a spontaneous, fun-loving, sunshiny kind of person. They love incredibly well, and I really love how Sarah Jane Case puts it. Sevens are illuminators of possibility. She says they have the ability to show us the grand possibilities of the future. What I find so amazing about this number is their ability to see the world as Joanna Gaines sees a fixer-upper house. They're able to keep moving even when life presents the darkest of challenges, and they do it all with a smile. Early on in life for these folks... They found it difficult to rely too heavily on others for nurturing. Through this, they adapted to entertaining themselves and reframing um, the, the whole perspective of life. So this refraining mechanism allowed them to put on rose-colored glasses. That being said, let's talk about fears and desires of the seven. Some fears include... Sevens don't want to feel deprived of anything. They don't want to sit in pain or feel trapped in any emotion. The moral of this piece is they don't want to feel trapped. They don't want to feel like they don't know where the exit is or they're going to be sad for too long or anything like that. They want to be free and open and they want to know the future has no closed doors. Desires? The seven wants to be satisfied or content. They just want to remain happy and fulfilled. Now, each Enneagram number has a wing. So in this case, we're going to think of it as a wingman at a party. But this is a helper in life. Sevens with a six wing take on the persona of the entertainer. But this wing can also be used to think through things a little bit more deeply before they leap. This is especially in relationships in the career. It steps in to help with a deeper connection to the important things. Sevens will run from any of the intense emotions, and that's where work and love can be a catalyst for sevens to kind of hold back or bolt, if you will. Sevens with an eight wing. These folks are referred to as the realist. The eight wing is helpful for goal setting. It allows the seven to be a little more assertive to ask for the things they need and want. It makes the seven a fantastic leader of a company or manager in another area. Sevens belong to the the thinking center, but due to their busy nature, it's really hard to see that part of them. They are always moving in their mind, so they don't always come off in the most intellectual way, per the standard definition, but they are likely widely read and highly verbal. Sevens are very gifted in brainstorming and synthesizing. They can be caught in many tasks or even jobs. They're so creative and imaginative. It's really important that every number pay attention to their blind spots. These are habits that aren't really serving you. Um, 
Sarah Jane Case puts it like this in her book. I want to let you know that a couple of these are going to be in direct contradiction to how you've traditionally viewed the world. It may quite frankly piss you off. I will list out her key points here. You can't outrun your responsibilities. There is no end to wanting more. All ideas aren't for you to create. It doesn't matter how good your story is. If you haven't expressed interest in other people's thoughts, they don't want to hear it. Living in the future is limiting the fullness you are experiencing. It's important for all of us to honor our strengths. The low side of our number can put any of the beautiful things about this into question. I like to call this our area of self-sabotage. We get down on ourselves and have a way of rebellion in a sense. Sevens go to a one in times of stress. This can look like a very critical perfectionist, which sevens get bored really quick. So they're not going to want to hang out in this place very long. Um, they're, they're going to find something as a way to step forward, if you will. They become overly strict on their expectations of themselves and others. In this state, sevens can rebel against their own expectations, becoming more flaky and scattered. These folks may look more impulsive and irresponsible. They're seeking anything as relief from these unfamiliar emotions. On a normal basis, they may dip their toe in the water, but in excess, they dive in not knowing how to swim, if you will. They may find themselves more rigid and serious. At this point, they lose that beautiful light and happy-go-lucky nature they're used to and how everybody else is used to seeing them. Sevens go to five in their healthiest state. When they reach this space, they stop looking for the greener grass. They live for the present and live fully. They embrace what's built in their lives and offer optimism, gratitude, and drive. Their ideas become reality and they build amazing things. If it's a career, their curiosity drives them to exploring and implementing. It's really helpful for a seven to keep a notepad handy when they're working or running errands. They may have a million ideas a minute running through their minds, but if channeled correctly, an empire is built. Sevens can feel like, why choose one when I can sample all? They can really get caught up in the options and fear not being able to make the right choice. I feel this part of myself all the time. This has been the story of my career and college experience. I've often wrestled with the doubt of being a one and actually being a seven because that's how much I feel my seven line. I often resist my fun because when I am all in, I am extremely all in. Let me tell you. <laughs> but as a seven, it's really important to find balance. You have to learn to really sit with an emotion, slow down, and find a healthy outlet for fun. Sometimes keeping the bumpers up isn't a bad thing. Boundaries are really important for sevens too. It protects their balance by allowing them to know when they're being too critical or strict, or when they're refusing to stop running. One of my absolute favorite podcasters is Annie F. Downs. Her podcast is called That Sounds Fun, and it's extremely fitting for a seven. She tells a story about an, an abrupt trip she took to escape some pretty deep feelings. So that's a little example of the seven's escapism. And forgive me, I'm like, 
I'm like tripping on my tongue here. (laughs) Sevens have so much to offer this world. It's important that they know that too. They're more than just the fun starter, confetti-popping silly person, or flaky friend. They offer so much richness to life. They show us how to cut loose and enjoy the real flavors of life. They teach us to be light and present, resilient and powerful. Sevens are our sunshine. They help us see the brightest hues that life illuminates if we just dare to seek the light. Sevens, we need you, friends. We need you to also know that we value you and don't always have to run. You may spend a lot of time running and you are totally worth chasing. You are loved just as you are. And it may just be a little anthill of a problem that a simple conversation can correct. Life is beautiful. Stick with the moment and you'll remember it. All right, friends, that's a little bit about the Enneagram 7. I just wanted to keep that really quick and skim over the top, not getting too in-depth, because that invites you to do your own research. If you feel like you align with the type 7, this is just skimming the top. I really invite you to dig deeper. There is so much to your number. There is so much to who you are. And the Enneagram is such a beautiful tool to understand that. I know that I found so much healing in who I was by discovering my Enneagram number. I think it was a great blessing that the Enneagram found me when it did because I was going through a really, really tough time kind of questioning myself and a lot of the things around me. Um, But yeah, it's a super, super cool tool. And uh, it's nice to be able to read through all the numbers. And you're never supposed to profile anybody else. But you're going to start seeing that as you go on with it, you can kind of identify someone else's number. And it's not a bad thing because it really helps you to better understand why they do some things that they do, why they think the way they do, and and so on and so forth. Um, That's why I say it's just such a helpful tool because you get to see this person deeper than what they allow you to see. Um, And you can better understand how to communicate with them. And and I think that that alone is huge. So thank you for stopping by to listen to our episode of the Enneagram number seven, The Enthusiast. Um, Thank you for your patience with me getting another episode out there. I know it's been quite a while um, and uh, things have been a little messy, but hey, that's what we do here. We're bringing our messy and we're doing life together. So that's it for me, friends. Stick with me as we conclude skimming over all the nine Enneagram types. Next up, we have the eights, also known as the challenger, and then we'll have the nines, also known as peacemakers. If you liked what you heard and you believe in what we're doing here, I encourage you to like, subscribe, and share with your people. At Humble Yoke, we love Jesus, and we combine our messy to live a life that makes room for all of us. None of us are perfect, but if we help each other through the tough days, it makes the messy feel a little bit more doable. It's about grace, folks. Practicing giving to yourself and everyone else, and you can change the world one step at a time. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Humble Yoke. You guessed it. I keep it simple. (laughs) I would love to connect with you and learn how you're doing life in your corner of the world. Be well, friends, and I'll see you next time for another episode of Humble Yoke. Bye now.